I will tell you where the good boys go to. Robinson, what are you doing, Earth? And with that, I welcome you to the Ah Podcast. I am your host, Bree. Let's see what's going on today. There is going to be a monumental Jaguar talk. We have a trio of members who are just just about fed up with Urban Meyer. Uh, I will represent my team, and TMC joins the program today. They act as one. It's Will S. and Sev. Will S., how are you? Doing doing okay. Uh, I'd be doing better if our our record was a little bit better than 0-2, but doing okay. Yeah. As you and Sev, how are you doing tonight? Oh, my, my mic come out, cut out. I couldn't hear anything for a second there. I'm sorry. Uh, it's an honor to be on the program, though. Uh, like Billy was saying, coming on 0-2 definitely hurts. But uh, I think we come back, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, let's dive right into the, the Week 2 matchups. And we'll start with my team. Look, I, I'm going to do a quick overview of my team. I don't want to really discuss my team. It's not really worth discussing. Here's my initial take on my team, and, and we'll go through this. Uh, Jordy R beats five to 86. My team really beat itself through. I would analyze my team as this. I had my first three round picks have all underperformed and mightily. Josh Allen, AJ Brown, and Gibson. They have all struggled, and as a result, so is my team. It doesn't help that Jerry Judy, my fifth-round pick, has been hurt. So it's really been a complete Murphy's Law here. What can go wrong will go wrong, and it has for my team. Um, and I'll, I'll begin the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and I should have done some research on this. I was planning to, but in the interest of time, I, I just didn't want uh, LaVisca Chanel, that player, uh, he's really terrible. Uh, I'm about ready. Like when you see some politicians, you know, like when, when you're watching an election and they have the guys on the networks covering the election and all of a sudden you have like the guy, right? He's like, all right, I've seen enough. We're calling this thing. And it's like, you've only made it through like 28 states. I'm ready to call it on LaVisca enough from him already. Uh, I mean, this guy player he doesn't go down the field at all it's incredible and just off the top of my mind i have three gadget players in mind devin hester mm-hmm. and percy harvin they all played in different eras they're all like oh get this guy the ball and, we'll, and good things will happen i can't imagine they all catch the ball so close to the line of scrimmage it's it's frankly and uh urban meyer percy harvin was an urban meyer guy this guy was down the field, too. He can make plays all over the field. LaVisca Chenault, to me, doesn't seem like it. Uh, I'll just get your thoughts, Will S., on, on this uh, beginnings of a Jacksonville Jaguar hate today. Yeah, it's funny. I have Chenault in uh, one of my other leagues, uh, and it's a half PPR, so I'm even more concerned than you are. Uh, I'm, I've been close to just flat-out dropping him. It's kind of crazy that he has 17 targets and has pretty much done absolutely nothing with it. Um, that's just like, that's just the urban Meyer nonsense that we've been talking about. Like the guy needs to either wake up or, or just go back to college already. We all know it's going to happen. Uh, your matchup, like it's tough whenever, whenever your opponent's 
one of his quarterbacks like almost puts up a, a goose egg, you think you're going to have a really good shot at winning, but it, it just doesn't seem like your team was, was able to able to get the offense going uh, last week. I mean, the Titans passing game just was almost non-existent. It was all a Derrick Henry show. Uh, you may have uh, better days ahead with Mooney because uh, now you have a quarterback who can actually throw the ball. Um getting him getting him the uh, rock but they also have Matt Nagy as their as their coach so you might need him to get fired before he does anything uh Gibson I mean he should be doing a lot more I think the uh, the Washington football team just doesn't know how to utilize him um and at least Mark Andrews is starting to wake up a little bit Lamar looks good so I mean I I don't think like this week should be an indication of the rest of your season, especially with Boyd on the bench. It's unfortunate you lost Judy, who's going to be a really good guy. Uh, should have been a really good guy for your team. Uh, but this is just a tough week for you. And Rapant's team looks legit. Like, he has a really great keeper in Waller. Um, Kamara, even with seven points, his team's putting up 135. He's got a really solid core of wide receivers now, especially with Judy gone. So, yeah, a little bit of a tough break uh, for you this week. Uh, but, you know, if Trevor Lawrence turns it around, then maybe Levixa also does and, and your team does too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic on my team. I, I mean, it's not this bad of a team. You take the three round, first round uh, top three picks of mine and they are due to improve. There's just no way that these guys are going to be this bad all season long. And if it is, then, oh, well, uh, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. But, but uh, they were solid picks at the time. So there's really no indication that this was going to happen. But I'll, I'll bring it over to Sev for a minute. Sev, when I look at the Jaguars, and we'll harp on them for a hot sack, and we'll get into them when we talk about your matchup. But you just look at LaVisca Chanel, and I spoke to at least uh, a third of the league here, if not a half. No one before the season said a bad thing about Chanel. There might not have been a ton of, oh, I think this guy's going to be amazing. But it was all, oh, yeah, he could be pretty good, or he's pretty good, or I kind of like him. I don't think my keeper options were all that great, so I think he was the right play at the time. But when you start looking at some of these things, right, the Jaguars, they draft ETN. They, they you know, you can point to maybe a rookie QB as a reason, get another weapon. They bring in Marvin Jones. Maybe it's the QB. But through a couple of weeks – I'm starting to think maybe they brought these guys in because LaVisca Chanel, eh, I don't know. A couple of drops. It's really concerning. Uh, Seb, weigh in on that for me. Uh, B, I think you made a lot of great points there. And at first when they drafted ATN, I didn't really think much of it in terms of how it might affect Chenault. But then finding out they originally wanted Tony that the Giants drafted to pick up a, a big play receiver in the slot, it kind of surprised me. And then just seeing how they've used Chenault and they, they added Marvin Jones, uh, it doesn't look like – I mean, he's getting targets, but he's not really doing anything with them. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in this offense. I honestly don't think Urban Meyer does either. It might be a few weeks before we see any sort of stability from this offense at all. I don't blame you for keeping Chenault. I would have kept him too. I, I think he could still be a really good player. But from a p fantasy perspective for this team, it looks like Marvin Jones might be the only – stable player any given week from this team going forward it, it really does and we'll, we'll hop over to Ray's team and Will S did a pretty good job uh summarizing his week he really got insane production out of Rodgers which he knew was going to happen given all the circumstances right playing the Lions at home after a dud you just knew the, the one thing I'll, I'll bring it back to you Will S on this and and what stood out to me at least 
Look, I think McLaurin through two weeks evens out one bad week and one really good week. And then uh, Metcalf, though, has been very modest. And for me, that's not if, it's when. Um, I think Metcalf is a guy who's going to end up challenging some of these top receivers over the course of the season. So, Will, here's my question to you. Uh, if Ray gets Metcalf going, where is the weakness on this team? That's a great question. I, I would probably say it has to be quarterback. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're already willing to start to, uh, you know, for in week two um, with Garoppolo on the bench, I, I understand the decision, right? Like he was going to come uh, going up against the Eagles. They have a good defense, but. we still really haven't totally seen a lot from Tua before that. He only had like 17 point, uh, 18 points last week, decent game, not the best. And then he's hurt. So now he doesn't really have another guy, uh, as a backup for the, uh, for the bye weeks, which we know is extremely important, important this year. Um, and if another guy goes down, he's going to have to make a, a, a move, uh, via trade. I, I think he did, if I'm not mistaken, pick up uh, Jacoby Brissett. But since this is rivalry week, you know, I don't play my hand right away because you got to have a few tricks up your sleeve. So here comes a delayed. Yeah, I think he picked up Brissett. He's got Garoppolo, but I hear it. Uh, the QB2, regardless of which one of those, that, those guys are in there, that's going to be a weak spot. And it goes to figure two years of Garoppolo stinking up the place, and now he looks like a competent player. You know, two years on my team, I should say. But I digress. We'll go to our next uh, week two matchup. And TMC, we can go to your matchup. And and just as a brief overview uh, of your team, what I'll say is I've been impressed through two weeks. It hasn't resulted in wins, but there's reason for optimism, and there's reason to believe that you're going to turn the corner. So, Seb, just break down. What do you think went wrong? Was it more you... Uh, losing this game, or did DBTR win it? I think uh, I think DBTR went out and won it this week. Any week you go out and put up 165, you really deserve to win that week, regardless of who you're playing. But uh, for for our team, it is really nice to see. We put up 140 with every one of our players outside of our kicker and defense put up d- double digits, except for Ty Hill, and uh, I'm not expecting that to happen uh ever again and if it does i'm sure it won't happen too many times so it's definitely nice to see for our team but uh, i gotta give davies credit where it's due he he put up 166 with a zero from his kicker uh he may have gotten 24 from his defense but zero from his kicker here in this week uh hats off to davies his grace is unmatched by anyone in this league so graceful he he's really had ty lockett through two weeks uh absolutely explode his receiving core is phenomenal, and so is yours. Of course, Ty Hill coming off a gigantic week one has you know a very quiet week two. But of course, uh, over the course of the season, there's going to be a lot more of those explosive week one weeks that we saw rather than the week he had this week. Will S., I want to go to you for a minute because after the draft, I said that this was the deepest team I had ever seen TMC draft coming out of it. I mean... Yeah, I'm still looking at your bench. Everyone on this bench, I'm like, oh, that guy's pretty good. Like, all the way down the line, really, till you get to Roundtree. And he's just a, a handcuff, I'm assuming. Like, if Eckler goes down right, he's going to be the guy. So I, I think that's a good hold anyway. Um, and every other guy I actually think has 
weekly value in a lineup. Uh, in a pinch, you could start them. They can make plays and produce, and they did this week. So here's my question to you, Will. Is TMC in the trade market, at, or do you foresee them entering the trade market? Yeah, I think we're I think we're entertaining trades. Um, I mean, you you definitely hit the nail on the head. We have we have some good depth on our on our bench right now, um, especially some guys that you didn't necessarily maybe think were going to have really good starts to the season. Singletary is one that I'm speaking of. Marvin Jones has been very consistent for two straight weeks, and then Debo just like looks like a freak like we've been wanting for the last two years, and he's finally on our team now that he's producing. So we have some really good pieces to to move. Um, Deontay is a little bit questionable. Uh, we don't know if he's going to play this week. Um, it sounds like he missed practice, which isn't the greatest for us, but we do have the depth to, to replace that. So, yeah, I mean, if, if a trade is available and, and it makes sense, we're, we're definitely down to do something. And, and Cordero Patterson is on your team and it feels just very odd because it, it feels as if he's having a phenomenal, I mean, he is having a phenomenal start to the season, but you don't yeah. really see a guy exploding like year 10 I, he's been around for a long time Seb it's pretty interesting and him and Matt Ryan on your bench Falcons they're going to be losing in almost every game it bodes well for you for fantasy I think do you agree uh yeah it does I, I actually think Cordero Patterson reminds me a little bit of uh Ty Montgomery like someone who switched later on in his career but I think physically he's more built to actually play running back he's a bigger receiver so I think he's been really good for them in the receiving game. They look like, yet again, like the worst defense that's ever played. So I'm sure they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And if they keep using him like they have, uh, giving him chances, I think he's going to make the most of them. I think he's also the only wide receiver running back dual position in the league right now. I know I think there was a tight end wide receiver at one point, but that's really what drew my attention to him. I watched the first week of the Falcons just because I have a lot of ownership, unfortunately, of them um, in other leagues. And he's being used more than Mike Davis. He looks like he may be like almost their starting running back in a sense because they're going to be down so often. And Mike mm -hmm. Davis is just so one dimensional. So it's nice that he's able to be wide receiver running back. And it sounds like Gage might be really hurt. So he may even get even more uh, usage in that offense. It's a really good point. I just did a quick Google. He was drafted in 2013. It's just wow. interesting. It's taken multiple teams to really, really um, so, sort of solve the, the puzzle for a quarter out. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how TMC responds. We'll get into it in game picks, but I think there is a, a re re positive regression coming. And I think wins are on the horizon. Let's go to our, our next week two matchup. This was a very, very close matchup, albeit kind of a snoozer. Uh, the commissioner defeats Kyle Orton 127.78, 126.42. If you're equating this to real life football, this is like your typical like 16, 13, ugly interceptions, fumbles all over the place. It's slushy outside, awful weather. It was just an ugly game, albeit a close one. Um, Seb, I'll start with you. Let's let's overview the winning team here, the commissioner's team, because after the draft, you know, I was not very high on this team. He's now two and zero. His team this week is more of the team I expect to show up, but he found a way to win. And look, Jack Prescott had a bad week. It's less than eight points. Um, I don't think that's going to happen too often. But as far as the rest of his team, do you think this team is a competitive team come, I don't know, seven, eight weeks from now? 
Uh, I think it's it's really hard to say. I think he does. I think Dak Prescott and Hurts could be one of the best quarterback combos in the league. Hurts, Hurts looks incredible. But if I'm looking at this team, I do have a big concern with injuries. And I think I'm really concerned with Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I'd be concerned about this team's firepower, especially it looks like Higgins might be hurt. Uh, I, I don't know who he plays going forward uh, right now. With, he might have to be playing Terrence Marshall Jr. Seven, eight weeks from now, I would never count he's an out, but it definitely wouldn't be one of my favorite teams other than what he has going with his quarterbacks. And, and Phelan looks uh, incredible still, and he obviously still has Kelsey, but uh, his running backs and wide receiver two and three concern me. Yeah, certainly uh, me as well. Um, I was a huge Edwards Alaire guy coming out of the the draft when when he was a rookie. Um, he didn't have that great of a first year, and heading into this year, I didn't really like him at the beginning when the rankings started coming out. But as time went on, I thought he was being a little bit undervalued just because he was the back. It no longer seems like he's necessarily the back anymore. And that's very, very concerning. It's a, it's a high pick uh, from the Mrs. team. I agree with you, Seb, everything that you said. He doesn't have a lot of help behind Edwards Alaire. I mean, he's already down to the Raiders RB2 overall as his RB2. So it, it is problematic for him. Melvin Gordon provides no upside. Josh Jacobs is banged up. I'm with you. There are concerns on this team. He's 2-0 right now, but I think this week was more of the the type of team that we're going to see on a weekly basis. Uh, Will S., we'll jump over to Kyle Orton's team. Kyle Orton and I were sort of texting uh, very pessimistically over the weekend, just sending our condolences to each other because this was <laughs> another rough week for Kyle Orton. His receiving core is struggling out here with with Anderson and Myers who were in the lineup. Ayuk looks like a complete whiff. Beckham hasn't suited up. Um, Will S. Sammy C, is he in desperation mode already? I I think he is. Um, I mean, it, I'm trying to – I, I want to start at his quarterbacks because I, I see that he's starting golf this week. And I'm wondering if it was maybe like one week too late because he put up 32 the week before – Left and I can tell you, Big Ben is done. He is terrible. He is trash. The only reason we have Deontay is because he only runs five-yard routes, and then he catches like 10 balls a game. Big Ben can't throw the ball anymore, and now he's hurt. I'm wondering if Goff is only starting because Big Ben is hurt, and he's not entirely sure. But, like, that's an interesting uh, uh, situation to monitor, I would say, for the rest of the year. Baker Mayfield looks like he's going to be just, like, consistently solid um, every single week. That offense is rolling. His... The rest of his team is very boomer busty, I would say, outside of uh, of Eckler, right? Like, Taylor is not the main guy, like, totally in that offense. Like, a lot of people were expecting. Naheem Hines is still getting a high snap count. He's still getting a lot of targets in that offense. I love Fant, um, but Teddy Bridgewater looks even more confident than he was before his injury, and he's throwing it all over the field right now. He looks good. That's why we're starting him over um, Matt Ryan right now. And it, the other wide receivers just, you know, Rondell Moore might be a very nice snag and a blessing in disguise. Hopefully OBJ can get back to pre, you know, injury and Cleveland Browns nonsense uh, on the Giants OBJ. But, you know, it's it's going to be very boomer busty, I think, for for Kyle Orton moving forward. He, he won't do it, but Sam can go ahead and declare 
gatekeeper right now because there is no <laughs> shot on, that on this looking at this roster that he will not be kept uh, for Sandy C. I'll, I'll hop over to Sev. I have Johnny Taylor in another league, Sev, so I follow him pretty closely. This past week, he had a handful of goal line carries, and he couldn't punch it in. Uh, there are reasons, I think, for optimism. As Will S. pointed out, though, there are other running backs involved. Hines is a pass catcher. Uh, Wentz, certainly, with his injury and his sort of inconsistent play. I don't even know if it's inconsistent anymore. It might just be bad. Or still strike you as a guy who can end the season as an RB1, Seth? Uh, honestly, he could. He has the type of talent to where he could, but there's definitely some things that I'd be concerned about. One would be Carson Wentz's his health, because as much as Jacob Eason is a family friend of TMC, he he looks horrendous. And if, if he's playing any amount of snaps, I, I'd be def- definitively concerned about Taylor. And two, <laughs> uh, like Billy was saying, uh, Jonathan Taylor last week played only 45% of snaps in the game. I would be concerned about that going forward if I drafted him in the first or second round. I I definitely agree. There is reason for optimism as well as reason for concern, and that's going to be something that Sammy C is going to have to monitor uh, over the course of the next few weeks before he maybe decides to go a different direction. And uh, I'll wrap it up here by just saying, Ayuk is is done. He's. He's not it. He's not the answer. He's not going to be the answer this season. He's a straight bench stash on a team that probably should not be keeping him moving forward. It's a similar situation. Sammy C, I've experienced it through now a couple of receivers, Hardman and Chenault. He's not the answer. You need to start coming to terms with that. All right, let's move on to our next matchup, week two. This was return of the Mac returning into the win column, defeating Tua. I still don't understand that team name. I just don't really get it. Does it mean – do you, either of you get it? It means nothing to me. I have, I have no idea. Is it? Is it like am I overthinking it? Is it just named after Tua? I think it's. I think it stands for something. I think it's an abbreviation of something. I had it. I had it in my brain a couple of weeks ago. If I if it pops back up, I'll say it. But it's not coming to my brain right now. Do you think yeah, that CERN knows? No, I don't uh, maybe like 5%. Maybe if he was on the program one day, he could answer that himself. <laughs> Team Tua was actually supposed to be on the program, but due to a conflict, one of them, and I won't disclose which one it was, couldn't make it on today, scheduled day. So we tried to move it Tuesday, but the other Oh, I know what it stands for. Could, team could underappreciated. <laughs> That's their team name? I think so. That is historically awful, like really bad. If I'm wrong, I, please I, call I, me I, out, but I think that's what it is. That's my guess. Oh, that's so yeah, that breaks awful. My that's spirit. such a bad team name. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. They haven't told me anything. Uh, this is just me speculating, um, but inside sources uh, indicate that's the name. Bill, I hope you're wrong because that's that just not. really – I was in a good mood on this program, <laughs> and now I'm kind of a little dull. That needs to change. Anyway, the other uh, partner couldn't make it Tuesday. They stuck together. I like the team camaraderie deciding they're going to back out and be on the program a different day. But th- this team you know, came to play again for the second straight week. I've certainly doubted this team uh, through a couple of weeks. 
Sev, I'll start with you here, um, and and we'll start with the losing team actually in Tua because we're talking about him. D- did you like what you saw from from Team Tua this week? Uh, I did. I I think they have a a pretty solid team all around. The only question mark I would maybe have for this team at all is their wide receiver three playing Claypool, but it looks like they have a lot of really solid options. They they have one of those situations where. They have four guys that could be wide receiver threes in, in Juju, Mike Williams, Shepard, and and Claypool. And they're going to have to decide between one of those four guys any given week. But outside of that, I think I, I think every one of these guys looks really good. Stafford looks like a potential MVP. Daniel Jones looks like – I don't know if he's a good quarterback, but he looks like he's going to be really good in fantasy. Uh, the only concern I might have for this team is, is – is Zeke doesn't look like he's being used in the passing game. And Tony Pollard actually looks much better than him. So if, if I had to have a complaint about this this team, that would be the only one. I've been on this for now over a year. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott is the better days are long behind him. He had a pretty good week last week. Uh, and those still might be uh, periodically present. But as far as if you just watched for enough of the Cowboys games, you would just be able to tell this guy running the ball this year is nowhere near the guy that was running the ball three years ago. He doesn't make anybody miss anymore. He doesn't run over guys. He just gets pushed backwards. He gets stopped at the line all the time. He, he's, he's on the decline, and he took a lot of carries at Ohio State, and they played big boy football. There's a lot of tread on his tires, uh, even given his rather youthful age. He should be in his prime right now, but I think he's fast at uh, – Will S, I'll, I'll let you weigh in on this, uh, on Team Tua. But I want to yeah. discuss their, their bench a little bit here because mm-hmm. their bench is pretty polarizing. They have a couple of guys who seem like complete misses. Ronald Jones, uh, he now is probably going to seed carries to Leonard Fournette. I saw a couple of things. His pass blocking is horrific. Uh, and if you can't pass block for Tom Brady, you are not going to be on the field. And Jordan Love is just a, a complete handcuff to Aaron Rodgers. But then Team Tua also has some really interesting pieces. Derek Carr, who's off to a great start, he can be a little bit of a trade bait if there's a a QB needy team, cough, Jordan, cough. Uh, And also Sterling Shepard, who seems to be uh, looking like the player that all Giant fans hoped he was going to look like when they took him a few Mm -hmm. years back. So, Will S, talk to me about this team's depth as we move forward. Yeah, I, I think the team name might be Team Uncle Aaron. Oh, wow. That might be it. Well, now that's I, just that's selfish. beautiful. Yeah, yeah can, that's I, beautiful. can I, um, can I change my answer? Can I change my answer? That's yeah, beautiful. I'll, I'll, I'll allow an amended answer, and I'll, I'll rescind my just disgust for the team name. I yeah. still think it's a little selfish. But let's edit that out. That's a good point. Um, yeah, let's just edit that out. Yeah, I, I do think... Uh, if you have to think this hard about what the team name stands for, you should probably change it. But yeah, no, I anyway. agree. That's 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 the right analysis. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm gonna tee myself up anyway uh, off of that, and I think this team might be a little bit underappreciated. This this bench is is pretty deep as well. I do understand Ronald Jones is not getting the looks that maybe he was expected to get coming off of those uh, preseason rhetorics uh, from uh, Arian saying that like. 
everything's the same. Uh, but Leonard Fournette looks like the guy there. And then Gio Bernard looks like the, the third down back. I think they have an opportunity to make a really good move if they want to get rid of Zeke. I mean, he still put up 17.7 points. Maybe not the totals for the entire season that they wanted from a first round pick, but Chris Carson looks amazing in my opinion. I think he's going to be really good even with the 31 rush yards. Like he's just going to be a guy that's going to get you solid points week in and week out. Um, and I'm a huge Mike Williams fan this year. I, I regret not getting him in more leagues. He looks he looks like he's not going to drop a ball. And if Herbert can keep slinging it, like he might be very deadly. I don't know who that Jay Love guy is. Um, maybe maybe he'll be an NFL player in two years, but I don't know who he is. I, I, that that must be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we'll have the uh, Yahoo IT uh, team look into it. But I'll go over to Sev real quick just for some validation. If you recall, Seb, I was probably maybe the biggest Mike Williams fan outside of his family that yeah, there had ever I been do. heading into the heading into his NFL career. And finally, we're starting to see the guy uh, that good. I really liked out of Clemson. He's incredible. And Anthony Lynn was a mess. He didn't get it. Uh, you just gotta throw that throw it up, and this guy will will go get it. Healthy, unhealthy, it doesn't matter. He will go get the ball. Um, he's an incredible talent. And uh, that guy's got to find his way into Team Tua, whatever it stands for, his lineup, uh, sooner rather than later. So let's let's jump over to uh, Return of the Mac here, Seven. I'll uh, stick here. Uh, he was talking a little junk to me about this week, and we'll, we'll dive into that momentarily. But I'm looking at this team, and I think Yahoo did an okay job. I think Effie did a really bad job. And I think the team averages out, given his keeper situation, to be – decent uh and and it's nowhere near the team it could have been but Seva, i'll start with you what stood out to you if anything about effie squad week two uh, it just just how strange this team is when i look at it it's one of those teams where i'm you, you don't you're not afraid of it but he does have a lot of really solid players like right in the middle there with keenan allen jefferson dalvin cook mixon and pitts uh I think Effie has has a pretty good team other than his QB2, which I think is going to be a huge question mark with Heineke. And it seems like Justin Fields is going to start right now. So rookie starting his first time, a couple games into the season, he could get five, he could get 30. You really have no idea what he's going to get. I think Effie has just a weird team where he might have the week he had this week with 150 and might have the week where he had last week where he – I don't remember what he had, but I don't think he, I think he barely cracked a hundred. I don't think it was a competitive week. I think he just has that type of team. And I think he's one injury away anywhere to any of his starters from just being awful. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. He did pick up Tony Pollard. It will be interesting to see uh, as the counterpart this week has Ezekiel Elliott, if Tony Pollard can continue to hog some carries and touches away from Ezekiel Elliott. Hank Ruggs is a developing piece here. It'll be interesting to see him over the next few weeks if he can be develop some more consistency. Uh, let's go on to our next matchup. And uh, we will go to Mahomes schooled 159.28 to beating Newton's third round law something 159 to 0.14. That was a complete nail biter. But Mahomes schooled pulled it out for some reason. I feel like it was a close game, but I never really thought that Ross B was going to lose this matchup. I, I just didn't think so. Uh, I'll start with you, Will S., and let's start with Ross B's team. 
on my on the podcast last week, I said that there's Ross B is hands down the best team. There's no one A and one B. There's a one, and then there's like a three. I'm sticking with that. And do you agree with me? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think his bench could be a little bit uh, uh, to be desired for c- compared to some of the other uh, teams in this league's depth. Uh, especially when you when you have Mahomes and Lamar in such a position, you, you kind of have the ability to like really stack up players um, at a certain time in the draft. But I mean, it's a very it's a very good team, top to bottom uh, from his starters. I would Montgomery. I would be potentially concerned about, even though he is very very consistent. He's a great player. He's a great running back. The Bears are so bad that Matt Nagy needs to be fired. I would hopefully Justin Fields can overcome his incompetence, but after for watching him for so long, he is, he just doesn't understand what's, what's happening on the field. Um, I have Calvin Ridley in another league. I like, he just needs to get peppered with targets and hopefully the Falcons are down, but in close enough games where he's still playing. Um, Cause that offense looks absolutely dreadful, but other than that, if he maybe gets uh, an injury and and knock on wood, I don't I don't wish that on any team, but he might he might need to make make some kind of move. Um, I would say Manny Sanders might be his best bench player at this point. Um, Corey Davis is going to struggle with with the rookie QB um, for any games that that he's going up against a really good defense. Um, and Waddle, you know, now he doesn't really have uh, two up to throw to him, so we'll see if um, if Brissett can fill that gap, but. Yeah, I'd be concerned a little bit about about the depth on his team. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Willis. I tend to agree with it, actually, because I'm looking at it, and the running back situation is bleak if he has injury. Um, the one thing I do love about Ross B's team is there's just no real weakness in his starting Not line. Me. Of course, it, and, and that's all true, but when you look through QB1 through tight end, the it is just as solid and loaded with upside as can be. And I'll go to Seb. We'll, we'll hop over to Newton's third round law. Um, I feel like there should only be one RD in in this team name, but I, I, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go to you, Seb, because Julio Jones, we, this was a renaissance performance, a throwback to his prime. He looked phenomenal uh in seattle um i don't know if there's going to be any consistency in this tennessee offense there's a lot of mouths to feed henry julio aj brown um but this was certainly an encouraging moment uh for dan jason's team he needs this second receiver to come to life because he's got behind him kj hamler and mccall hardman uh who are going to be inconsistent guys week to week Will Fuller is still on the shelf. He'll need him back. But as Will S. highlighted, the quarterback situation is certainly uh, rather murky. And then Jalen Rager, another young player, uh, going to have his ups and downs. So this, I think, was huge for Dan Jason, Seb. And, and talk to me, flesh this out, not only Julio Jones, but the rest of those receivers I just mentioned. Does he have enough juice here? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would say the fact that he got 75 points from two guys and his team lost that that's a really tough one uh the fact that hamler put up one and a half points you could look at that and be like all right that's not gonna happen again but i wouldn't look at his wide receiver three situation and feel great about it 
Rieger did have a long touchdown call back. I think he like had just stepped out of bounds before he caught it. And we'll see what happens with Will Fuller. He does have him. I think Will Fuller is a talented player, but me too. The, uh, the first time he plays a full season will will be the first time in ever. So I, I would never count on him. And then outside of that, there's really nothing left except Nicole Hardman. So I think he has to figure that out uh, to have really any chance of being competitive. But uh, he does have some really high upside guys with Murray, Moore, Aaron Jones. I think, like you said, Julio is going to be boomer bust. So his wide receiver situation, two or three, uh, it could be tough. Like, there could be weeks he gets 15 to 20 from that situation. And uh, I, I wouldn't expect Mac Jones to be getting 20 points a week. I would expect more about 15. So I think this team's going to be hit or miss any given week. But I think he's one or two moves away from having a competitive team, a really competitive team. Yeah, he's got he's to find it in free agency. I do agree. He has the building blocks for a good team. He certainly is not a finished product yet, though. So he's got to get there. Let's go on to our, our final uh, week two matchup. It was the Pharmacy defeating the Palomalus. 155, we'll call it, to 150. It was a, a very close matchup. Uh, a much-needed win for the Pharmacy. They moved to 1-1. One one. The Palomalus also fall to 1-1. One and, one. and I'll start with you, Will S., because I looked at, at the Pharmacy's team up and down, um, and, and this is kind of what I think you'd expect on a week-to-week basis. Of course, you can't bank on Derrick Henry getting you 50 points. But if you if you move that, you know, that 47.7 that he got, and you move it down to like 20 or 25, which is reasonable, I think you can allocate another, I don't know, 25-ish points or whatever it, the math works out to be through the rest of this roster. But I think this is about where they are. This point total, week to week, this is what they're hoping for. Um, and... It just feels like if it's their running back struggle or one of them has a subpar week, they are in a world of hurt. But, Will, I really want to talk to you about the quarterbacks. Let's fast forward around Thanksgiving time. Are these guys going to be anything for this team? Can these guys, are they going to get 35, 40 points a week from these two guys? That's the question. And I, I uh, have Tyler Boyd in the league. So I'm, I'm watching the Bengals offense weekly and they look like last year's Bengals only, only worse because Burrow like didn't get to play the entire year. He might still just try to be getting comfortable under the pocket. He didn't get that many uh, live reps in the preseason. So it might take him a couple of weeks to get back to the Joe Burrow that we were seeing before. Um, but they're also not throwing as much. So that might be a little bit concerning. They're trying to get Mixon more involved in the run game. It's very obvious, but their offensive line is still trash. And that's what happens when you draft a wide receiver in the first round instead of potentially an area of need. Because they didn't really need a wide receiver, let's be honest. Um, I, I think having Lance is, is, the, t- is, is the, uh, the lotto ticket. Um, cause if Garoppolo struggles at any point in time and Lance gets an opportunity, I am very high on him. I think he can run away with one of these positions, one of these, uh, quarterback slots for, for the uh, team pharmacy. Um, it may be Darnold's slot at the end of the year towards Thanksgiving. And the only reason I say that is because I'm, I'm never a big fan of having a quarterback and a running back on the same team. Um, if the quarterback struggles, the running back's going to tend to struggle, even though it is Christian McCaffrey, but 
if Darnold struggles and he's putting up like 10, 12 points, and to your point, any of these running backs don't have the best weeks, like 25 plus points, both of them, this team, this team might be like closer to 115, 120 a week. Yeah, and certainly Kenny Galladay was a great player in Detroit with Stafford. Uh, not only has he been kind of hampered through some injuries, but I think the Giants, the way they're constructed and who they have at quarterback, it's just not really designed for him to be a, a stat hog, if you will. He's not really – that's not really why they brought him in, I don't think. Daniel Jones, while his deep ball has been surprising in the NFL compared to what it was in college, coming out of college, a reputation was he can't throw the ball deep. He's kind of quelled that a little bit, but I don't think of him as a guy who's was brought in to be a stats guy. He's a big receiver who should convert third downs to the Giants. That's where I think they had him. And we'll jump over to the Palomalus and let Seb take a crack at this. And we'll we'll talk about the whole rivalry thing in just a minute for game picks. Um, but what I want to talk about here, Seb, is yet again on this program, I say that Ian, you know, I don't like his team and I know it's going to be good. And here we are. Two weeks in, he's got some wild guys. Rob Gronkowski's a throwback guy. He's got this Ravens running back who's producing. I, I mean, it's it's just incredible. He's picked up Lat Murray, who's now getting carries. I mean, Antonio Brown has had one really good week and one bad week, but still, we'll take that. It's just Cooper Cup is uh, – it's just unbelievable. Explain to me how he does it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Ian, Ian just kind of finds a way. I, I honestly – I'm getting to the point where I'm actually not sure if he knows how he does it. He just <laughs> does. It kind of just happens. He has that kind of like aura around him where things just, it, he just finds a way. And I think he kind of found a way yet again here. I, I really love the weapons he has on his team. Tom Brady looks like vintage best quarterback in the league. Tom Brady might throw 50 touchdowns again. Cooper Cup is just going off. Stephon Diggs, I love Stephon Diggs. Uh, the only question marks I would really have for this team is, is Jameis Winston ready to be a starting quarterback consistently? And right now the, the answer looks like it, no, but we'll see going forward for Ian. He does have Wentz. And then uh, can Saquon Barkley produce like a first-round pick because Ian drafted him to be one. He's certainly going to need him to be. He hasn't looked like one so far. He looks like just a shell of himself right now, so he's going to need to get going. But uh, – Gronkowski looks like vintage Gronk. He outbid us by a dollar. I'm salty about that. That was a great bid by Ian to go 16. We should have also gone 16. TMC could certainly use him right now. Uh, but that just adds to the rivalry. I think Ian has a great team. And, and when Michael Thomas comes back, we'll be talking about his receivers as the best in the league with, with no question. Absolutely. And from what I've seen from Saquon Barkley so far is he had one really nice run against Washington. It, it looked to me like he had some good straight speed, but as far as making anybody miss laterally, it doesn't seem to be there. Maybe it will come back. He certainly had his hand uh, full uh, of injuries, and the Giants offensive line, who lost a key part in that Washington game, has not played all that well. Uh, it's not really supposed to be a good offensive line, and so it, it could create problems for Mr. Barkley. The only other point I want to make about this team, and it's about Brady, this guy, when it's all said and done, is literally going to have three separate Hall of Fame careers, like a decade, his first decade, his second decade, and now his third. He's going to have three independent Hall of Fame careers 
wrapped into one. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It's incredible. I, I, I just can't get over it. So I just wanted to highlight that. That concludes week two. We have game picks. And I'm going to go uh, a little throwback here on the primetime music for our game picks here. So TMC, we're going to start with my team against Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac, 159 projection to my 145. That's a 60-40 favorite for Return of the Mac. Will S., who do you have? Oh, man. Uh, Quick scan of the teams. I mean, Effie definitely has the players um, to beat you this week. Uh, Justin Fields, I think, might be the biggest question mark. Um, And Herbert against Kansas City, if that's a shootout, you're going to be in trouble. If it's not a shootout, he might be in trouble. Um, I'm also going to highlight the Seattle-Minnesota game. Something about the Seattle team just rings, like, lower scoring in general. I know I know, it was kind of like a barn burner towards the end last week, but I, I, don't, I, I just don't think that they're going to be scoring a lot of points every single week. Um, it's going to be close. I'm going to give it – I'm going to give it to Effie, though. Seth? One, yeah. 151-40. Oh, I love – 40? 140. <laughs> <laughs> 40 uh, sounds about right at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with, with Zombil on this one. I, I, I think the Kansas City matchup is going to be really the one that decides it here with Herbert and Keenan Allen playing Kansas City. That could be the type of game where he gets 30 and 25 from those two guys. Seattle uh, versus uh, Vikings game is going to be low scoring, but uh, Seattle's defense hasn't looked that great. And if it's not, Jefferson and Cook should have really nice games. Uh, I, I think you got some tough matchups for, with Josh Allen against Washington's D, uh, Gibson against uh, Buffalo's D. I'm going to go with, with Effie, 138-129. You know, I, I wished Effie in a series of texts today uh, with myself and Coburn uh, good luck. And then I also, in my last text, asked him to provide me the number – to the Yahoo computer software team so that I can also wish them luck since they played such an integral part in constructing his roster. I'm going to, but the key thing is here, right? Effie doesn't need luck. My team's terrible. I'm taking Effie, but I think it's going to be really, really hideous. I think it's going to be 132-116. All right, next matchup. We'll go to TMC. TMC against the Palomalus. Currently, TMC projected 58% to 42%. We'll score a 156 to 144. Will S, is TMC finally getting off the schneid? We are. This is our week. We're not losing this week. Yeah. We refuse. Um, and that's all there is to it. We just refuse. So might as well just give us uh, the one in the wins column. Uh, we'll be one and two. Seb, you, I, I know you did send a gift to the Palomalus. Uh, I think... If you'd like to share what it Two is, gifts. go ahead. If not, if you'd like Ian to post the picture when he inevitably returns from Los Angeles, probably on some sort of scouting trip. He's um, afraid. Yeah. You know, we can do that too. But there was a gift. We need to have that on the podcast so at least people can anticipate uh, the display of that. Seb, are you taking uh, the Palomalus or TMC? Uh, no, no, I, I am not taking the, the Palomalus. Ian is, is not even in, in New York for this matchup. He, he's afraid. I don't think he wants this. Uh, I'm going to take TMC 238, the Palomalu 16. Let's go. That's a pretty high-scoring game. I'm going to take uh, TMC to Look, anytime you throw 
Christian Kirk in a lineup, I'm not going to be on board. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't really care what the numbers say. Or you know, Again, this will be the kind of guy, though, who goes for 25 next week because it's Ian. It's just – it's really unfair. I'm really ticked off about it. But I'm taking TMC because – because I just am. B, right. B, I will I will say we we did send him two gifts, one of which was his annual gift of a brick, which next time he's on the podcast, I I would love to know what he does with these bricks. I believe yeah. he has three or four now. I I hope he saves them. That that is definitely one of his two gifts. And the second one, I'm very excited for, for him to unwrap. It is waiting for him at his at his house. At his yeah. apartment. Yeah, I'm excited for the the, the post uh, in the in the chat uh, when he does finally uh, unveil what it is. All right, next matchup: the commissioner against projection one fifty eight point three seven for the commissioner, one fifty six point oh eight for Ray. That's a fifty two forty eight percent favorite. Commissioner Sev, I will start with you. What do you have? This is a tough one. This is a, a very competitive matchup as seen by the 158-156 projection. But I'm I'm going to go with Hazen here. I, I actually think long-term, Ray has the better team, and he may have the better team right now. But it just feels like one of those seasons where Hazen's going to be 3-0, and whether or not his team deserves to. Uh, we'll see this week, but I – I think he's just going to be three and zero. I just have one of those feelings. Uh, I'm going with Hazen. Willis, if T Higgins does not play, he may be in a bit of trouble. I'm gonna I'm gonna say there are two key games that are going to decide this: Packers 49ers on a Sunday night. I think the Niners are going to try to control the ball, control the clock, run it a lot, uh, use Kittle as a blocker. Unfortunately, again this week. Um, and we'll see if they try to keep that low scoring. If it's low scoring, Rapan's going to be in trouble and Hazen's going to win. Um, if the Philadelphia-Dallas game is a division rival, low scoring uh, slugfest, then Rapan's going to win. So I'm going to say the Philly-Dallas game is going to be high scoring, and I'm going to go with Dudai Palmer this week, 165 to 150. So, of course, Jordy R. In, in, in your key games has Aaron Rodgers and Garoppolo, so both quarterbacks in that yep. game. This is what I'll say about this, right? If Garoppolo is going to get pined, not due to injury, at some point this season, it's going to begin to unravel for him this week. That's what I think. I think if the 49ers play competitive and he's really good, even if they lose, you're, this guy is going to be difficult to bench Uh for poor play at this point. he's all, He went to a Super Bowl not too long ago, and now he's playing well. This is a huge week for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think his, the prospects of him starting and finishing the rest of the season, of course, disregarding any potential injury. I'm going to take Jordy R. I think he's just going to sneak it out. I think DK Metcalf is finally in for a gargantuan week. It's about time for him. He's been kind of mundane the, the first couple of weeks seeding uh, the excitement to Ty Lockett. I think he's going to have the big week this week. I'm going to take Ray. Next matchup, DBTR and Tua. Team Uncle – is it the Uncle Aaron or Team Uncle Aaron? I think Ooh. it might be team. If they came on the podcast, they couldn't you know, answer. Like, like, it's like the Ohio State University, the Uncle Aaron. Yeah. There's a lot of Aarons out the there. Uncle I like Aaron. that. I like that a lot. 
Yeah, we need clarification on this. This is this is getting ugly. All right, 157.74 for DBTR, 149.15 for Aaron D and Mike S. Um, that's a 56.44% in DBTR's favor. Seth, who do you like? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Tua in this one. I just I love the matchup. I think Matt Stafford against Tampa Bay is going to – there's going to be a shootout in that game. I think Daniel Jones against Atlanta has the type of game where he could put up a lot of points, run for a, uh, a lot of yards. And having Mike Williams against Kansas City, I think that game, again, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. I think he's going to have a big game. And uh, Monday night, Zeke against Philly. I think this could be one of those games where Zeke shows up as – if he's going to put up 30 in a game, it could be this week, Monday night. They need him. I'm going to go with Tua and a slight upset in this one, as much as it pains me to, to say that. Will S? I am also going to lean with, with Tua. I think I think uh, DBTR's grace is, is yes. going to like, really – Yeah, it's going to really help him stay in it this week. Um, but I agree. I agree uh, with Left that – I just like the matchups a little bit more on, on Tua's side. Um, I think Matt Stafford versus Tampa Bay is going to be super high scoring. I actually think Daniel Jones is going to have a really good week against Atlanta's just terrible team. Terrible, terrible, terrible. team. Uh, just terrible. Uh, Mike Evans is probably the X factor in this. Um, if he's going up uh, against, um, oh, what's his face? Ramsey. Yeah, if he's going up against Ramsey, that might be that might be a big issue for this team. Uh, they can't they can't afford a, a low scoring uh, week from any of these players. This is going to be a close one. I'm giving the edge to Tua, one fifty six to one forty eight. Yeah, and the uh, the Rams' other corner Darius Williams is no slouch either. This is a good matchup to take my slight bold prediction in. I'm trying to do one a week. I don't call it a hot take because that just sounds like ridiculous to me. I like bold prediction um, because I think it's still in the realm of possibility. I think hot take is just like, ugh. Uh, I want to stay away from those. I want to be in the bold prediction category. So here it is. Mike Williams will be the highest scoring receiver in this matchup ahead of Evans, Smith-Schuster, C.D. Lamb, Tyler Lockett, and Devontae Adams. That's my hot take. That being said, I'm taking DBTR. You guys laid out the argument for me. This is the most graceful team in the league. It has yeah. been for, you know, yes. a decade now. And I just think at the end of the day, all things equal in a close matchup, I'm going to go with the more graceful. Uh, grace prevails. And, you know, there's not a lot of analysis that needs to be that. I like I like the grace of DBTR. I already Next. regret my pick. <laughs> I'll let you amend yes. it real quick. You want it? I would, I would like to adjust yeah. to DBTR. Yeah, can I, yeah can, I'm going DBTR as well. I'm, All right, I'm sorry. I'm, DBTR. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> Next matchup, <laughs> a battle of the former residents of Eagle Chase, Kyle Orton, Newton's third, R.D. Law. Uh, 151.84 to 139.21 projection in favor of uh, Dan Jason. Dan Ason, I should say. Uh, it no could jet. be Ann Ason even. I, I'm not sure. He's losing letters. The D is questionable. Left and right. <laughs> It's uh, 59% to 41%. Uh, Seb, who wins this? I, I'm going to go with, with Team Ann Asen in this one. I think Kyler Murray at Jacksonville, that has the type of game where he, he could easily put up 35 to 40 points. And when I look at, at Sam's team, there's not really a lot of firepower to match someone who has the, the type of ability to put up 35 to 40 in a week. He does have Eckler and Taylor. Eckler against Kansas City could be that type of game, but I just think DJ has more weapons, and if you're already playing catch-up, 
against a, a Kyler Murray who has just immense firepower at Jacksonville. I'm going with with Dan with with Ann Ace in, in this one, who I also think has some better matchups and a better team. Will S. If there's a week that Kyle Orton's gonna win out of these three, I think it'll be this one, but I still I still can't pick him. I think OBJ's too big of a question mark. He may honestly be even used. He's probably gonna be just a decoy and they're gonna run run it down uh Chicago's Chicago's throats. Um uh, Rondell Moore you got to hope that he's uh, going to take all of Kyler's points um, because Kyler could easily just explode against this awful Jaguars team, and they are awful. So I'm going with an Asin, um, 145 to 112. Ooh, I like that. Oof, one twelve is a is a. <laughs> you know what? It's not. It's not a bad. It's not a bad prediction. Rip it. Uh, here, stay with me on this one. Sammy C is going to blow a. Gaskin watching this Ooh. matchup because Miles Gaskin is going to have a big week. I'm on team and Asin. Next matchup and our final matchup. Mahomes schooled against the pharmacy. Mahomes schooled has been waiting for this. This has been a completely one-sided rivalry since Jake joined the league. Elliot's come on board. It hasn't really changed a heck of a lot here. Uh, part of that is Ross's keepers. Part of that, I think, is... Is just um, you know it, it sort of it says, well the story speaks for itself one sixty five point six nine to one fifty seven point seven six fifty five percent in favor of Ross B against the pharmacy. Will S, are you prescribing a win this week for the pharmacy? I am. I am. I'm not even going to look at the matchups. Um, it's irrelevant. This is the week that the pharmacy beats uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and company, uh, and they will get schooled. Uh, it will be 160 to 150. Seth? I, I was fully 100% prepared to take Mahomes schooled in a victory here, but Billy's passion for the pharmacy swayed me instantly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I was set to talk about the great matchups Ross has. Mahomes against the Chargers, Lamar Jackson against Detroit, Ridley against the Giants. But it doesn't matter. The doesn't pharmacy, matter. 171, 143, and, and a hell of a fight. I saw. A Congrats tweet. on the win, guys. I saw a tweet. I think it was either in the first – I can't remember which week it was, but it was about McCaffrey, and it said something to the effect of the Carolina Panthers are designed to let Christian McCaffrey score fantasy points. This weekend, Thursday night, tomorrow night, he gets Houston. There couldn't be more of a mouth-watering matchup for a guy to get 40 points. He has to have it. He's got to start it off uh, on the right foot. Here's my take. If the pharmacy gets over 35 from McCaffrey, and I think that's very possible, I'll pick Mm -hmm. them to win. That being said, it's difficult for me to project any one player to have over 35 in any week. So I'm going to take my home school, but very, very close. Those are the game picks. We're coming up on the hour mark. Will S. and Seb, you guys are great contributors. Uh, uh, We got to hang out soon, you know? Yeah. Hey, let's watch some football. We'll maybe in <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yes. maybe in two weekends we'll uh, get get grouped together and watch some uh, some football. Um, Always down. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to sign off with here? Uh, TMC, we appreciate you having us on the podcast. Anytime any yep. team backs out, TMC is ready to step into the program at at, at any moment's notice. Huge fans. Uh, thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're always ready, unlike Urban Meyer. Now check out yes. this send-off. Ready? This has been 
the Ah Podcast. I am your host, B. I'll TMC you next time. Oh, I love that. Wow.